this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. Folks, we're not going to BS you. We're up against it. Yeah. We're up against it. We only got 40 minutes to save the world. Yeah. Sometimes, for at least for me, the topics don't come. Yeah. I sit in front of my computer and I think, what's wonderful? And I told Griffin the other day, I literally wrote down as a potential topic, the color green. Yeah. And which I, I probably shouldn't be saying out loud because I may still do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was more talking about the timetable that, that we have to record this particular but episode. But I feel some responsibility for the yes, timetable abs- because it did take me some time to yeah. come up with ideas. But you know, life finds a way. We got 40 fucking minutes, baby. It's going to be like an episode of 24. Just like us trying to bang this thing out. We're like two Jack Bowers, but we don't hurt people. Yeah, maybe less torture in this one. But they, we help people. <laughs> so whatever the opposite of torture is, I guess, presence I don't know what the opposite love. I don't know, but whatever. This is wonderful. It's a show where we talk about things that we are into, things that we like. Going to keep it tight today, but do you have any of those small wonders? I bet I can guess what you're going to say. Oh, I mean, are you thinking I'm going to talk about Pen15? Pen15 is a good show. Rachel just got me watching it. It's fun. It is, we've talked about, it's dredging up middle school memories for me that I, <laughs> I, not a joke, have suppressed. Like, I don't remember anything from middle school because my experience there was straight up traumatic and this show is like hey <laughs> remember the second season is now available and i was going to watch it but i really wanted griffin to watch the first season with me because i watched it solo and i thought he would enjoy this yep so here we are yeah it's so good mm-hmm. it's very very good premium recommendation yeah. i'm gonna say claire de lune by De debussy is that right debussy debussy <laughs> It's just a good track. One of those has to be right. That's the one that they play uh, during the fountain scene at the end of Ocean's Eleven. The boom, 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 boom. Uh, I just really like it. It's been stuck in my head. I've been trying to like do it by ear in Ableton, which is a fun. Sometimes I like to do that. It's like a fun exercise. I could very easily find the sheet music and like yeah, learn to play that. it that way. But I don't know. I'm I'm broken. It's inside. a very it's a very classy thing to have stuck in your head instead of like a a commercial. Yeah. The 1990s. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that I could get one of those in there (laughs) if I really tried. Um, I go first this week. Great. Uh, My first thing that I'm going to do is Hubble, the telescope. Telescope up in the sky, the big space telescope. Just takes pictures of things that are like wicked far away, like really far away. Uh, I didn't know anything about Hubble aside from that we saw, I guess, a model of it at the... Uh, or I saw a model of it at the uh, Air and Space, the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum. Uh, and they have some really incredible pictures there. And there's no shortage of amazing pictures that this thing has taken. Uh, it's been up in space since 1990. Uh, and it's just been taking great pictures ever since then, except for the first three years where it was up there because somebody made a whoopsie doodle uh, on the Hubble that was uh, apparently uh, a huge debacle, a fiasco, one might call it. Uh, that I will get into. And uh, over the last 30 years, it's helped astronomers solve like these pretty big existential like questions. But more than that, it's served as sort of a PR like godsend for NASA and really all global space agencies because, you know, you see a picture of the whatever. There's one iconic picture of a galaxy that's like this orange cloud with these three fingers like sticking up out of it. And it's called like the pillars of creation, I think is what it's called. Takes some incredible pictures and gets people super stoked about space. You've seen some dope Hubble pics, yeah? I mean, maybe, but not daily. I don't have like a daily calendar or like a daily alert. I feel like I haven't been in touch with Hubble in a while. Well, you should tap back into your love with Hubble because yeah. there's a there's a lot to, to look 
get there. So it's got a big ass mirror in it, like an eight foot wide mirror. Uh, it can observe uh, observe ultraviolet, visible, and near infrared regions of the electromagnetic spectrum, and it has captured images from as far as. This might be a fun game. How far away do you think is the farthest that Hubble has taken a picture of? Oh. I know. I know. I hate I'm putting you distance. I know. I'm putting you on the spot. I definitely would have whiffed this. Are we talking about miles? No. What's our metric here? More than miles. 10 to 15 light years away. Okay. I have no concept of what a light year is, Griffin. It's how far, far fast. It's how f- light takes a year to travel that distance yeah. it's big it's, it's very yeah, very okay. big it's so far away <laughs> that it can see into the past right okay because of uh relativistic time dilation like you, it can see it can see way 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 in the past okay isn't that cool that's, it's a fucking I time machine even, my brain i can't withstand this uh it's because it's not on earth because it's not a terrestrial tele- we have amazing terrestrial telescopes but it, they all are affected by like background you know radiation light leak and all that stuff hubble doesn't have to worry about that so he can just take these crystal clear pictures super super far away uh it was actually funded in the 70s and it was supposed to launch in 1983 but it ran into a bunch of budget problems and then of course in 1986 there was the challenger disaster which basically put everything that NASA was doing, you know, at a standstill, especially the shuttle program, because they would have to launch it with a shuttle. Uh, And ultimately, that is what happened in 1990. It was launched by the Space Shuttle Discovery. And once it was up there, NASA realized that the big mirror that is responsible for like its optics wasn't installed correctly. And so the pictures that they were able to take were like, not not great. Oh my gosh, what a mess. What a big, big mess. Uh, <laughs> so the first of five Hubble servicing missions went up in 1993, uh, fixed the issue, uh, and it's been nothing but but big, beautiful pics ever since. Uh, other servicing missions added sort of like different features or, you know, just repaired various things. The last servicing mission was in 2009. That was an important one because uh, I didn't know this. Hubble's orbit is pretty fucking precarious. Uh, and that's by design because, you know, it's got to be able to beam, I guess, get stuff back to, I don't know why it's in such a low precarious orbit, but it is. Uh, and because of orbital decay is, is likely to come down sometime in the 2030s. And, uh, before this servicing mission, that come down was going to be potentially catastrophic. Like if it landed on land, it could be, uh, because of the way it's built, it was not going to break up a lot. And so it was going to be a big disaster. So 2009, they added a module to it to help them, you know, rendezvous with the the space shuttle and bring it down safely. Good, a good update, I would say. Um, so yeah, we've learned about the age and the expansion of the universe and the prevalence of black holes. Uh, and there's another powerful satellite that was actually supposed to launch this year that is like the successor to Hubble called the James Webb Telescope, uh, which fe- features a 21-foot mirror array uh, that is going to be able to take some like really, truly, staggeringly far away pictures, way, way even further than Hubble. Uh, and now it, due to different delays and because of COVID and because of you know NASA funding and stuff, it's now scheduled to launch next October. So something to look forward to if you're a fan of space pics. Um, it's just like an amazing achievement. You can file to use Hubble. Like you can apply to use Hubble. There's, uh, certain cycles that Hubble is available to use. And most of them are spoken for, like most of the available hours are spoken for, but there is time set aside for amateur astrologists Mm -hmm. 
to for like a children's birthday party well not for a children's birthday party like, it's, it's extremely competitive but it's like available for you to use and it's like it's expensive right but it's pure good i think like we're yeah. using hubble to see things out in the universe and answer these incredible scientific questions and you can use it hypothetically like if yeah. you want to i think that's fucking rad and it's sort of in my mind like the uh, aesthetic ideal of what a government program could potentially like establish yeah. for you. Uh, I know the European Space Agency and somebody else helped contribute to Hubble. So it wasn't purely NASA, but it's just good. Hubble's just good. Yeah. It's just straight up good. Yeah. You're not going to find out years from now that Hubble's been doing bad stuff. Hubble's not going to, I don't think we're going to get milkshake ducked by Hubble. That would be wild. Anyway, what's your first thing? My first thing is kind of silly. Oh boy. Um, it's the shake weight. The shake. <laughs> I have to imagine that you don't actually care about the sort of physical benefits of the shake weight as much as you enjoy. It looks like a jerk off. <laughs> I I enjoy the kind of the fine line it walks in its existence and promotion. Um, it is just one of those kind of delightful, at least seem to be happy accident. Uh, that just created so much joy. Do we? I feel like we did. We have a shake weight or some Somebody derivative. We did I think our friend Grace had one? I've used a shake weight before. Yes. It's y'all. It's hard. Yeah. You look at the shake weight and you see that and you're like, oh, fun, a jerk off weight. It's fucking. <laughs> it's really quite difficult to uh, use the shake weight. Uh huh. No, that's true. Like there, there was research done, and there are actual benefits to it. It's not a complete you know, hoax. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there, I mean, it is a weight. It's a, it's a weight that is even harder to lift than a regular old weight. Uh, for those that are not familiar, uh, when it was originally marketed, it was marketed towards women. It is a two and a half pound dumbbell shaped device with spring loaded weights on each end. So the idea is that you would grip it, uh, and shake it, uh, as if you were, uh, priming a bottle of soda. Oh, is that to explode? Is that what it would? Is that what? Is that what the action is? I love. I love the Wikipedia description. Said shake weight has gained popular attention and parody because it involves using the appearance of a pumping a phallic object. Yeah, that's a very that's a very <laughs> Wikipedia, very clinical way of. I want dirty Wikipedia. It's like, yeah, man, looks like it's jerking it, right, boys? Oh, 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 oh. Um. So the, the, the idea was, so they promoted it as something that they called dynamic inertia, which would ignite the muscles in your arms. So instead of just lifting a regular dumbbell, you would be, you know, moving the weight up and down, which would work additional muscles instead of just the ones you would get from a regular dumbbell. Yeah, basically, as you are lifting it up the weights are pushing down and yeah. as you are pushing it down the weights are pushing up because exactly. of the springs and do and you do it very repetitively very quickly like a jerk off might do <laughs> and it's it gets very very difficult super yeah, fast yeah the suggestion was that in just 6 minutes you could burn as much uh as many calories um as you would in 42 minutes with a standard dumbbell that doesn't seem Right. Yeah. Or so fair. There, there was research done. For, there was a, a professor at San Diego State University that said that it is a good workout um, and that it does require, quote, 300% more muscle activity than a dumbbell, which huh. is a claim that they made. But that six minutes isn't isn't going to like change somebody's life. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. As you know, as as much as a like more focused, lengthier workout would. 
Um, but it does force your muscle to contract more right. in the time frame. And so there is value to it. Uh, did you know they made a shake weight for men? <laughs> no. I mean, I assumed that the shake weight itself was fairly gender neutral. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So the shake weight for women was two and a half pounds. The shake weight for men was five pounds. No, thanks. And the suggestion is that it's, I mean, it's six minutes is almost impossible. Like, like people just can't do it for that long uh, because it is, it's a heavy weight to be shaken back and forth. And that's a six minutes, is a pretty long time to be yeah. doing one motion over and over again. The, the assumption that people who identify as men have literally mathematically twice. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. The power <laughs> is is such a wild like it goes beyond sexism into the realm of like sci-fi it's like <laughs> wow i've never read ender's game but like i assume this is the shit orson scott card is up to i just assume uh so i found an interview with a creator okay that is delightful uh it, so this this was something that was popular in in 2010 uh the creator is uh johan verheem um and I found an interview from Inc.com with him, and they try and kind of get at the suggestive nature of the product. Oh, they hint at it? And whether or not it was intentional, basically. Can't wait to hear this quote. Because uh, this is an ad that was, you can find it on YouTube. It was parodied by Saturday Night Live, as well as a number of talk shows, uh, because the ad is somewhat suggestive uh, for a number of reasons, not just the product. Okay. Um, so the interview uh, asked him kind of about the success. And he said, well, you know, we had evidence that it worked, but it also looked provocative. It's not just that sex sells, but one of the other things that was very important to direct selling is that a product looked different enough for someone to stop and watch it. Uh, and the interviewer said... Um, uh, you know, kind of pushed on that a little bit more and said, is, is, you know, what, what do you mean looks different? And uh, he said, well, I think there are sexy bodies selling a lot of things. Um, and there are a lot of 30 minute infomercials that use sex and good looking bodies to get people's attention. <laughs> the honest, the outright <laughs> honesty of this person is like really taking my breath away. So we probably got more attention than most because our product was funny. And back when we were making the show, there were a couple jokes going around the set about what it looks like if you do it a certain way. But that wasn't our master plan. And we had to spend a lot of Oof. money on PR so people knew that it actually worked. Didn't think plan was going to be the thing that came after master in that one. <laughs> Is there stories of people who ended up in the hospital because they used the shake weight and then they went to uh, pleasure a penis <laughs> and just yanked their yanked the wiener just like clean off? I did not see that. Okay. Uh, they they talk about marketing the shake weight for men and whether or not that was a trickier video to make. Um, and he said, well, in the men's, there's no room for sexual innuendo there because it's such an intense workout. That's fucking, that sucks, dude. <laughs> That's so, rough. And so they said, well, does that mean then in the women's infomercial, there was room for innuendo? And he said, the lighter device for women is for toning, where the one for men is a really tough workout. We didn't, uh, we never intended for the women's device to have innuendo. We had a bunch of people 
hear from industry and a lot of women on the set, and they didn't make many comments. But it depends how you shake it as well. If you do it based on the three exercises that we have laid out, it's not that suggestive. Some of the women would say, though, if you shake it this way, it looks like dot, 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 well, period. A jerk off. (laughs) Say it. Say it. You saying that the dude weight has to be twice as strong because men can't joke around so, because they have to get their muscles so big <laughs> is way worse than saying it looks like a jerk off when you do I did, it. I did watch the, the men's infomercial and it is remarkably less suggestive. Uh, the placement of the weight and the, uh, the, the faces are not as suggestive, perhaps. What a tangled fucking web this person has woven. Uh-huh. The the parody that Saturday Night Live did stars Bill Hader, and the suggestion is that the problem with the infomercial is you never know when it's going to be on, and so it's difficult to uh, set your schedule by it, but they are marketing it as a DVD that you can purchase by itself. <laughs> it is just the Shake Weight infomercial, and it's just a bunch of testimonials from like Bill Hader and Will Forte and uh, Keenan. It's kind of suggesting like... Their favorite parts, right? <laughs> um, I, I, I guess I. Uh, this was a simpler time. It was that I have fondness for. I, um, appro- I think we both have an appreciation <laughs> for an infomercial. Yes, like we, we both very, very much enjoy watching people try to do things. And, and this one, this one actually, like, there are benefits associated. So, sure. I, you know, there are a lot of infomercials out there that I felt uncomfortable kind of supporting but this one it's like you know it's a weight yeah it, it sure. builds muscle because it's a weight that you move right and it looks uh <laughs> wow folks can't overstate it enough looks a lot like that dirty thing <laughs> hey can i steal you away yes it can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis, um, website design or website functionality. And you think that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people, you you can sell uh your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> it's factor. 
These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. It looks like the Shake Weight is one of our sponsors. Oh, this... how great. No, we got some Jumbotrons, though. Here's one for future Noah, and it's from past Noah, who says, I know the past few months have been rough, but you are killing it. You started your first teaching job, you moved to a new state, and you're crushing this new adult life. Remember to take a deep breath and watch an episode or five of GBBO, that's Great British Bake Off, if you're feeling down. And hey, forget about calories and buy yourself a peanut butter blizzard. You've earned it. You don't even have to earn it to get the peanut butter blizzard. You can just go get one of those. Yeah. Um, hey, past Noah, this is really nice that you did this for future Noah. Mm-hmm. Some really good advice in here. Uh, and and I think past Noah and future Noah would be friends. It's been so long since I've had a blizzard. It's been forever since I've been yeah, to a Yeah, I can't Dairy remember Queen. the last time I had one. Yeah. Last one I had, I, I used to get the nerds blizzard, which is such a mistake. Oof. It would hurt your teeth. They would get like little rocks. Uh, on Stop Podcasting Yourself, they were talking about the seasonal flavors of blizzards. Apparently, there's a pumpkin pie one. Okay. Yeah. I fucked that up. Yeah. What's the uh, other Jumbotron here? Can you read it? This is for Emily. It is from Alice. Hi, Schmosby. It's Punchy. While you were the best maid of honor ever, I'm excited to be the best matron of honor for you. So glad you fell in love with my husband's best friend, and now you'll never be able to get rid of me. Let's have a girls' night. I'll bring the wine. Speaking of a tangled web, there's a lot of there's a lot of relationships going on. And well, I guess it's not that complicated. <laughs> <laughs> no, turns out when people are friends, uh, sometimes they, they marry fall in other love. friends. Yeah, yeah. cool, <laughs> cool how that works. Hey, you like movies? What about coming up with movie ideas over the course of an hour? Because that's what we do every week on Story Break, a writer's room podcast where three Hollywood professionals have an hour to come up with a pitch for a movie or TV show based off of totally zany prompts. Like that time we reimagined Star Wars based on our phone's autocomplete. Luke Skywalker is a family man and it's Star Wars, but it's a good idea. (laughs) How about that time we broke the story of a bunch of Disney Channel original movies based solely on the title and the poster? Okay, Sarah Hyler is a 50-foot woman. Let's just go with it, guys. (laughs) Or the time we finally cracked the Adobe Photoshop feature film. Stamp tool is your Woody, and then the autofill oh, is the new Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Join us as we have a good time imagining all the movies Hollywood is too cowardly to make. Story Break comes out every Thursday on Maximum Fun. I don't know why I'm using this voice now. I'm so excited to do my second thing. Can I please do it? Yes. My second thing is the Michaels online shopper chat. Do you know about this? You know, a lot of websites have that feature. It is never one I have taken advantage of. Oh, n- you seem to misunderstand, my my dearest. A lot of websites have a feature where if you're having an issue, you can reach out to customer service through the chat uh, pop-up yeah. that exists. 
Is Michael's, that not what this is? Michael's took it a different direction. And uh, that direction was uh, pointed out by uh, a Twitter user named Lou Bega Vivo, uh, which is very powerful, <laughs> That's so good. Uh, in a, a now viral tweet. Instead of just chatting with a customer service representative, which I think you can still do on the Michaels website, Michael, the Michaels website, Michaels is an arts and crafts store. If you've never yeah. been to it, they're like uh, Hobby Lobby, but not like deeply no agenda. fucking like bigoted. <laughs> yes. Uh, their website has a, a little window that you can click in to ask or, or you can ask questions about products or your local Michaels or whatever. And then you, the customer, can also answer other people's questions Whoa. it is a yes it is a q and a a crowdsourced q and a basically shopper chat that you you can just go to michaels.com you don't even have to sign up for anything you can just start firing away questions and responses and michaels like introduced this to sort of reduce the load of like basic customer service questions from their their cs team right and I, to, to, I guess, save a few bucks. And I love what happened because I love when companies like uh, exhibit hubris in that way. <laughs> and then they pay for that hubris when things go terribly, terribly awry. So the idea is that somebody could get in there and be like, hey, uh, my son has to make a solar system. Yes. What kind of stuff should I buy? And yeah. somebody else could be like, oh, we did that. Here's what I'd recommend. Right. Okay. You could do that. Okay. Or you could do what Lou Bega Vivo and then a bunch of other people did, which is take this idea and take it some places. Uh, this, this tweet from Lou Bega Vivo went up on August 27th and it just had some screen caps of conversations that he had had with other Michael's shoppers. Uh, and they have turned this website into just a sort of unusable hellscape for anyone looking for actual arts and crafts advice. Um, I, this is the purest, these are the purest laughs I think I've had uh, since all of this quarantine started. And so I'm very grateful to, uh, to, to this, uh, this concept. I would love to read some of the actual inter interchanges that have happened between shoppers on the Michaels website, some of which were from Lou Bega Vivo, some of which I just found uh, elsewhere on the internet. So uh, these are Conversations between two shoppers on the michaels.com website. Okay. Hi, everyone. I want yarn. Don't we all, brother? <laughs> okay. How are my fellow Michael heads doing tonight? Pretty good. Me too. I wish. Oh, divorce. <laughs> Hi, Michaels. Can I get a free t shirt? Are you a veteran? No, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, is this? I am looking for my wife, Brenda. She was last seen in Paint Isle. I cannot find her. She belongs to the store now. Is this stuff everybody can see? Like when you log in, do you have to seek this out? Yes, you okay. can click. I want to answer questions, and then there's like a little inbox. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, would anyone like to meet at Michael's and fist fight me? My reach wouldn't be long enough to maintain social distancing guidelines per the CDC, so I'm afraid an in-person fistfight would be too unsafe for now. Bro, I'm on stilts. It's all good. <laughs> I think you're supposed to be six feet apart, not six feet up, but that's sick as hell, bro. 
looking for a coffin. They may have decoration coffins for Halloween, but if you're looking for a full-size coffin, you may be out of luck here, buddy. I'll make it fit. <laughs> this, uh, I don't live near a Michaels, and it makes me sad. Sad face emoticon. What do I do? <laughs> Somebody just responded, Michael. <laughs> It's, it is, this, I really, this is the kind of humor that I very much yeah, enjoy. This is like a good Amazon review, except it's interactive. It's interactive. Michaels, what were you thinking? There are going to be so many people who yeah. log on to michaels.com actually thinking that they are talking to a customer service representative. Yes. And then they get this. Yes. And it's very, very, very good to me. Yes. So it's still active? Still active. Did it yesterday. Had some fun. Talked to some people. I wonder who advised that. Who was like, you know what? People are generally good. Let's just open it up to the people. These people are good. That's the, They're just having fun communicating. Listen, we're all isolated. I mean, so far. We're all lonely. This is a dangerous endeavor they are on, though. It is a dangerous endeavor, but it's also something that I wish every single <laughs> like shopping outlet in the world would incorporate. Yeah, that would be incredible. It would be my full-time job. Just like hopping around, going to, you know, the... Uh, Sir La Table <laughs> website and just just having some just reaching out making soul connections that's what it's all about like, people. don't buy a colander just put holes in this pod it's that's cheaper all you have to do get a drill you can use that for other things too <laughs> anyway that was a short one but holy shit I love it there's a lot of these to look up just find Michael's customer shopping chat and there's a, a cornucopia of goofs waiting for you <laughs> what's your second thing uh, my second thing is a trip to the poetry corner. Oh boy, here we go. Here we go. Everybody buckle up. We're going on a drive room room to Get the your pencils and your corner. pens and your stanzas and, and your, your rhyming. Pencils and your stanzas and your rhyming. Poetry is here. Poetry is here. Poetry <laughs> is here. <laughs> Thank you, honey. Hey, you helped. It was a real round that we it had was. going there. I like that. Uh, the poet I am talking about uh, is Kay Ryan. Nope. <laughs> Don't know that one. You can be forgiven for this because she's kind of an outsider, kind okay. of a rebel, kind okay. of somebody who doesn't traffic in the typical poetry circles. Oh, she uses numbers. <laughs> Explain. Well, a number poem is like a words poem, but you just uh -huh. use sort of evocative numbers instead mm -hmm. of a uh, poem, but not that, not the one evocative number that you, it's if you use 69 in a number poem it's like come mm -hmm. on what year is it mm -hmm. um but you could do like a three plus three and a 10 minus one and just like get people there you know three plus three is six well that's six and nine i love that you you didn't just use a math equation that added up to 69 <laughs> no, 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 not no. like 70 minus i really one. like to make you think yeah you sure did uh anyway sorry uh, Kay Ryan has published seven volumes of poems. Uh, she is currently living in California. She's 75. Uh, from 2008 to 2010, she was a poet laureate. She also has been a MacArthur Fellow and has won a Pulitzer Prize. Jesus. So she's like, she's got the accolades. The triple sure. crown. Uh, but she is not somebody with an MFA or a PhD. Uh, she also is not particularly active in the poetry community. She said that she does not typically read poetry because, quote, like eucalyptus trees, they poison the soil beneath them so nothing else can grow there. <laughs> wow. 
hey, you weren't fucking kidding. <laughs> she um, she finds herself more influenced by things that aren't poetry, uh, which I can kind of understand. You hear that from songwriters sometimes too. Like when they're making an album, they don't listen to other music because they don't want it to like interfere with their own process. Right. Uh, and she just has kind of always always seen herself as somebody that doesn't go to conferences, doesn't kind of fit into to the traditional poet mold. Because uh, for those of you that have been interested in creative writing, there there is kind of a circuit now of like you go and you get an MFA and you go teach creative writing at a university. Uh, there's a way, like a process kind of to follow if you want to make a living as a poet. And that just has not been her process. Uh, and it, it has worked for her. She gets compared a lot to Emily Dickinson and Marianne Moore uh, and that she... It's kind of quirky and focused on on meter in her poetry. Uh, and you'll see that a lot. Uh, she focuses a lot on kind of surprising rhymes. Uh, so she recently in 2020 released a, a, a combination of, of essays about poetry uh, called Synthesizing Gravity. Um, and she gathers like 30 years of writing about aesthetics and poetics and the pursuit of art. Um, and... It sounds really cool. I haven't read it yet, but um, I'm kind of excited to look at it because yeah. her her writing is really I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of energy to it. So I wanted to read one of her poems called Atlas, and you'll kind of hear the the musicality of it. Atlas, extreme exertion isolates a person from help. Discovered Atlas. Once a certain shoulder to burden ratio collapses, there is so little others can do. They can't lend a hand with Brazil and not stand on Peru. Jesus, that, fun? that is fun, and I had trouble kind of yeah, following it. Yeah, you want it. me to read it again? This yeah. is one of those like it's a very short poem, uh, but to even read it and to follow it is tricky because you get so I hung up on the last thing on the rhythm. Yeah, yeah. Extreme exertion isolates a person from help. Discovered Atlas. Once a certain shoulder to burden ratio collapses. There is so little others can do. They can't lend a hand with Brazil and not stand on Peru. Okay. Isn't that just kind That's of That's really cool. Yeah. It's, I, it really was like I was trying to follow the different rhymes that were happening in the middle of the lines. And then I would like space out and miss the next line like completely. <laughs> yeah. People kind of talk about um, kind of economical use of rhythm and right. line. And so her poems are very short often, but there's so much work being done by language uh, and rhythm. And it's it's just, it's fun. I would really encourage people to check out Kay Ryan. Uh, she's very accessible. Um, and just like a lot of kind of almost like, like some, some fun hip hop rhythms okay. in this 75 year old woman's poems. Hell yeah. Uh, do you want me to tell you what our friends at home are talking about? Yes, please. Amanda says, I think that the kalimba, AKA the thumb piano is wonderful. I just bought one and the sound is soothing. I'm having so much fun learning how to play it. I don't think I've ever owned a kalimba. It's the one that um, our friend has one. It has, it's like the metal yeah. uh, bars that like come down and you just kind of flick them like with hand your held. thumbs. Yeah, it's you, you you do it with your thumb. It's a great sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've used a like you know synthesized fake digital version of it. I think in some Taz songs mm-hmm. uh, in in Logic and Ableton and stuff like that. It's cool. It's a cool yeah. sound. Really liked this one from Crystal who says pulled pork. The end. End of. 
End of submission. Wow. Yeah. All right. I'm into so it. So good. I'm into good it. Good God, I love pulled pork. <laughs> it's really good. For a while, it was like my favorite. Before I moved to Texas and, you know, brisket was a thing that was very good all of a sudden, uh, pulled pork was like my absolute jammy just, jam. It's a messy, messy, tasty just sandwich. A messy, tasty, sloppy boy. Not sloppy Joe's. That's too messy. Different. Yeah. Pulled pork. Yes. Mm-hmm. Go for it. That's it. thanks to bowen and augustus for the use for our theme song money won't pay you can find a link to that in the episode description Uh, and thank you to maximum fun for having us on the network Uh, i would encourage everybody to go to maximum fun and and see all the great shows on there uh there's a lot of time sensitive content that is really enlightening uh and there's also just a lot of little funny escapist pieces that i would encourage y'all to check out uh it's good times on there yeah wherever your heart is leading you yeah um yeah. Hey, register to vote, please. If yes. you go to vote.org, that would be uh, radical. Yesterday, I think, was voter registration day. Uh, yeah, but... and the deadlines are coming up for a lot of states. I know Texas is October 5th, I believe. Yes. Uh, so so please do that. Also, uh, I'm, I'm dropping this in after we recorded because uh, after we recorded the uh, Kentucky Grand Jury ruled on the, the case of the, the murder of Breonna Taylor, uh, by the police officers that raided her apartment while she was asleep. Um, and w- we are uh, furious about the outcome, as you probably are and should be uh, as well. Uh, we're going to have links in the episode description of where you can uh, donate money and support for uh, Brianna Taylor's family and uh, Black Lives Matter Louisville and the Louisville Bail Fund. Um, it didn't feel right to put out this episode without addressing it because it's the, it is the most important thing happening right now. And, uh, we would encourage you to raise your voice, to demand justice for Breonna Taylor and to demand police reform, both locally and nationwide, where, wherever you can. Um, and yeah. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. Did we get in under the... T- oh, just, just barely. barely. Just barely. We're like fucking zipping under the door, the big stone doors. It's lowering down. Then we see like, oh no, I left my hat yeah. on the other side. I fucking whip out my hat. I'm like, I got my hat. And I put it on. But it's a fedora. And you're like, really? Really? <laughs> that, that, that was what you saved? <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.